Ed Peters, and I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. Before we begin to look at Matthew's account of the burial of Jesus, we will look at the seven last words of Jesus as spoken from the cross. Only one of these sayings is recorded by Matthew, and it is found in verse 46 of chapter 27, where Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The other six we will find in the Gospels of Luke and John. We will look briefly at all seven of these sayings, but our primary focus will be on verse 30 of John chapter 19, where Jesus makes the statement, it is finished. Just what did Jesus mean by this statement? Well, there were 28 Old Testament prophecies fulfilled while Jesus was hanging on the cross. But most important, your redemption and my redemption was now finished. Verse 4 of John chapter 17 is now complete. Here Jesus reports to the Father and says, I have finished the work that you gave me to do. Here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Horder. As humans, for one reason or another, we lay great stress on the last words of a dying person. We want to know what did he say before he died. Sometimes such words convey a crucial message for those left behind, but sometimes such words are totally unimportant. In the case of Jesus, his last words spoken from the cross convey a tremendous message. Matthew mentions only Jesus' fourth statement. I want to at least mention all the seven last words of Jesus. Some were spoken to his executioners, some to the robber dying with him, some to his mother and to John, and some to God. Jesus' first sentence was a prayer for his executioners. He said to God, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. 
Luke 23, 34. His second word was spoken to one of the robbers. In response to this man's words that he recognized and accepted Jesus for what he claimed to be, Jesus said to him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus' third statement was directed to his mother and to one of the disciples, perhaps John. Jesus saw his mother standing near the cross and he said, Dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple he said, Here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took Mary into his house. The fourth statement, which Matthew records and which I spoke about a few programs ago, were the words spoken to his father. Jesus said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? His fifth statement was, I thirst. The sixth statement followed closely the fifth. Jesus said, It is finished. John 19.30 I want to focus on this most important one in a moment, but I mention the seventh and the last. Darkness had descended over the land, the sun had ceased to shine. Luke writes, And the temple curtain had ripped from top to bottom. In that eerie moment, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he did this, he breathed his last. In the remaining moments of this program, I want to focus on that sixth statement, It is finished. This was not the last gasp of a worn-out, beaten man, nor was this the cry of defeat. Jesus wasn't saying, I've had it, I'm beaten, it's all over. No, nor was this the cry of a martyr. In view of the tremendous things that were taking place here, we must ask, what was finished or completed? In the Greek language in which Jesus probably spoke these words, it's actually only one word, tetelestai, is what Jesus said. What was completed? What might Jesus have included in this statement just before he died? I want to suggest several possibilities. What was completed when he died? First, all the prophecies relating to his life and death were now fulfilled. God had foretold in the Bible hundreds of facts concerning the life and death of Jesus Christ, many of which Matthew mentioned in his first gospel. These were now all fulfilled. None had been overlooked. Isaiah in 7.14 had predicted that he would be virgin-born. Matthew 1.18 records that fulfillment. In Genesis 22.18, it was predicted that he would be the offspring of Abraham. Matthew 1.1 records that being fulfilled. He was to be born in Bethlehem of Judea, according to Micah 5.2. He was. The triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday was predicted by God in Zechariah 9. Jesus' flight to Egypt was predicted in Hosea 11.1. 1. He was despised and rejected a man of sorrows, predicted by Isaiah in chapter 53. He was hated without a cause, Psalm 69.4. He was betrayed by a friend, 
forsaken by his disciples. They cast lots for his clothing. He would cry out, I thirst, and he would die on a tree. All these and many other predictions made centuries before the fact were completed in Jesus' life and death. Jesus' first coming was according to the literal, personal fulfillment of prophecy. So will his second coming be. The second. Not only were all the prophecies completed, but his sufferings were over. We can't begin to imagine the intense personal, emotional, and spiritual suffering Jesus endured for our sin before and during his crucifixion. Truly, he was a man of sorrows, as Isaiah put it. He suffered in life, although this isn't emphasized in the record. He suffered in the Garden of Gethsemane, but the climax of his suffering came on the cross. I have spoken about this on a previous program. So cruel was this form of death that some of Jesus' contemporaries wanted the cross abolished as a form of execution. Then he was forsaken by God. He suffered more than any man. The writer of a song basing it on the book called Lamentation, chapter 1, verse 12, wrote, Is it nothing to you, all you who pass by? Behold me and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow. Finally, number three, Jesus' work of redemption was completed. He had done all that God the Father wanted him to do to save us humans. He once prayed, saying, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you have given me to do. John 17, 4. When Jesus cried tetelestai from the cross, he was witnessing to the fact that everything necessary for man's salvation had been done. Nothing needed to be added. It was now possible for anyone and everyone to be restored to fellowship with his Creator. I know that Jesus' word, it is finished, included much more, but space doesn't permit me to say more. Christ has, for sin, atonement made. What a wonderful Savior. We are redeemed. The price is paid. What a wonderful Savior. What a wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Jesus. What a wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Lord. There's a line that's been drawn through the ages. On that line stands an old rugged cross. On that cross of battle is raging. the forces of evil, all the demons and the devils of hell. On the other, the angels of glory, and they meet on Golgotha's hill. Then the earth shakes with the Lord. 
of Creative Encounters. Her mailing address is Post Office Box 840H after California, 93263 USA.